0: Welcome everybody to our podcast with NLS Law. We want to talk to you today about the role of an independent children's lawyer in the Federal Circuit Court of the Family Court of Australia and Family Law Matters. And also I have Chanel Hughes here with me, um, who is a child, and child consultant who wants to talk to you about a very important role that's new and up and coming as a child consultant in mediations that NLS Law is going to be part of. Well maybe Chanel if we give a context of what it looks like when we represent children and why we represent children in the first place. So you know in some circumstances people come to the Family Court of Federal Circuit Court of Australia because um, they have some family law problems to do with parenting and they're trying to sort out where a child's going to live and spend time with. Some of the cases that come before the court are really difficult, um, they've either got really high conflict or there could be issues of mental health with parents or drug and alcohol issues or family violence. I, I work largely in the Hunter region and we're pretty lucky our judges are really clued on to what's in the best interest of children and they work really hard to ensure that um, they have, can give the best results for children and when they appoint us as a children's lawyer what they really expect us to be able to provide that independent voice to the court. Because my job is to make sure that the court can have all the information before it, that a children's voice is heard, and that the court can make a decision based upon informed information. You know, parents on the whole really want what's best for their children, but sometimes they're in such a conflict or circumstances in their own life, they can't make those decisions themselves or, and they need the help of the court. And so what an independent children's lawyer does is that we have the um, ability to meet with the child or the children if they're siblings, that we get to read all the affidavits that the parents have done, which is like statements of parents' stories. We also can issue subpoenas and what that means is if we think we need to look at what's happened in terms of police involvement or counsellors involvement or how the children have been going at school, we can issue a subpoena for their records and then we can put that information before the court. What we primarily really need to do is to really listen to what happens in court and consider all of the evidence so we can put a position to the court about what will be best for the children that we represent. So it's really a neutral role and it's something that I don't take the mum's side or the dad's side or the grandma's side or aunt's side. My job is to look at really from the children's perspective what's in their best interest so they can get the best outcome. Because when the Family Court or Federal Circuit Court are making a decision about parenting matters, they want to make the decision that's going to work for the child and, not f- and for the child that's in this particular case. So, different decisions get made for different children because of circumstances. Mm. So what an independent children lawyer can do is really also try and negotiate with the parents um or the other parties to settle a matter because it's always in the best interest of the
1: children the parents can come up with the arrangements themselves. And you said you um you meet the children so t- tell me tell me what happens when you meet a child?
0: Well it's a really important task is to meet a child I mean If you're going to represent a child, you need to be able to meet them. And even if they're really little, it's important that you get to cite them and see them and because it can tell you a lot about them. And and children have a lot to say. Some kids are a little bit shy. So, and some kids are quite talkative. My job as an independent children's lawyer is not necessarily to have an interview with the children to find out exactly what they want to do but to talk to them about what they like and they like to do in their lives, how school is going, how things are going with mum and dad. And sometimes um, kids will just talk about what their wishes are, like who they want to live with, how they want to spend time with someone. But it's really important when I interview a child or have a conference with them that it's a child-friendly way, that it's done in a way that um, I can communicate well with the child so they understand about my role and they know what it's about. But also that there's no pressure on them because they're in enough pressure having to deal with the fact that their parents are in court fighting over what should happen. And I don't like to use the word fighting, but for some children, that's how they see it. And
1: they see it as a conflict. I'd imagine you have all kinds of kids come in, but are they, what kinds of things do they ask you? What, are they curious about um, who you are and what you're gonna do for them or?
0: Yeah, they are. I think that some children know what I'm going to do in my role because their parents have told them. um, And some children have no idea what Mm -hmm. I do. And so it's really important that I can explain that in a way that, that they have an understanding of that I'm here to make sure that a decision can be made by a judge that's in their best interest. And then I'm here to try and help their parents sort it out for them. And part of my job is is to make recommendations to the court. So I'm not there to tell the court what to do or to tell a parent what to do or a carer, but to make a recommendation based upon my reading of the evidence, chatting to the child, looking up the family reports that get done, any of the school records. And if anything comes before the court that's new, that no one knew about before, then I have to let the court know about that. Um, So I have to make recommendations of what I think is in the best interest of the child for where they live and how they spend time with the other parent. Um, Whether counsellors get involved with children, um, we we make recommendations about education, we make them about health services. So the court really does rely upon independent children's lawyers to be well informed. So when they're making the recommendations, the court has... Um, confidence that
1: that children's lawyer has really done their homework and that's really important. You, you really have to have a passion and a drive to represent children I think. It's 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 not something that you can really um, do if you don't believe in it I don't think.
0: Yeah I, I agree with you on that because it's not a tick box job. Mm. This is a job when you're really looking out for the interest of children and you're representing and advocating for children and I've been doing this for a very long time now it's really important that you have a belief in the work and that you have a belief that you know that you can advocate in a way as to what's in the best interest of the child and it's not about your agenda or what you think personally it's not about what the parents think it's it's really all about trying to be child focused and I think coming from a background of community development and community welfare and working with children who or at risk prior to being a lawyer has really helped shape the way that I work with children now. And to look at a solution sort of approach for children so that they can, you know, know what their strengths are and harness that and, you know, look at solutions that work for them. That's a really important role as an independent children's lawyer And I mean, I really can't see people doing this job just for the sake of doing the job. Because it's important work and it's hard work and it's challenging
1: work. Yeah, I mean, you know, aren't we so glad that um, that, that exists for children in, a, in our community, that they have the opportunity to have an independent children's lawyer when when the situation is very cloudy and very murky and, and maybe, you know, mum and dad are kind of caught up with, with other issues and not quite seeing... Um, so you kind of bring the child kind of back into focus a bit, don't you? Yeah, and
0: that's really what we're doing. The child is the forefront. Mm. And, you know, because it's tough, it's tough for parents. Mm. You know, they all want what's best for their children, but sometimes when you're in high conflict, you just can't see necessarily how it's going to work for your child. You can see it from one perspective and not the other perspective. So as an independent children's lawyer, we bring the voice of a child centre stage and we really look at what's in their best interest centre stage and that's the issues that are to be dealt with. Um, you know, another really important role for us is to explain the orders to children mm-hmm. because sometimes parents don't make the decisions and a judge does and it's important that a child understands what that decision is because they might not like it either and that can be really tough. But part of our role is to explain those orders and, you know, and to do that in a way that children can sort of understand what's happening for them and that they feel that this is a decision and
1: this is what they need to do as part of their role also which is mm-hmm. really important. Because I think parents really struggle communicating with kids about you know what's going on in a court context because um, it's hard to decipher that down to a child's appropriate age and, and language so um, it's good that they've got the opportunity to talk with with you and and ask questions about you know what it means, what the what the judge has said. Mm. And I think it is really good that they do that we do
0: that, and it is important because as an independent child children's lawyer, once the case is finished, my job stops. Mm. So the parents and the child have to live with whatever the decision is or whatever the orders are or whatever the parents have agreed to. And I'm not going to be there along the way to see how that works unless I get reappointed. Such a valuable role, such such a um, mm. good role in the court. It is. Court. But there's a new exciting area, Chanel, that you're involved in. So you're qualified yeah. now as a child consultant and you work with us, which is fantastic. And, you know, NLS law is moving into wanting to have children heard more in mediations where they're not before the court and an independent children's lawyer hasn't been appointed, how about you just tell us a little bit about this new exciting role as a child consultant and what that means?
1: Well, it really does fit in nicely with a lot of the things you talked about um, in in terms of the the role of an ICL. But it's it, a child consultant, you know, would would. Participate in a process, um, mediation. Let's, let's talk about that as a as an option, like a voluntary mediation process, where you know safely um, and meaningfully we bring the child's voice into into the mediation. Sometimes, um, you know, parents are a bit they've got a lot going on. if you have to go to a mediation, chances are your communication's probably broken down, which is not not unusual or not, not normal in those situations, but um and you've got a lot to think about. So um engaging a child consultant in in the in the process of mediation, um it it actually is going to help um parents to get a better understanding of ways in which they can support their children through um the process of separating or being separated. So how would you
0: go about the process? So if you've got a mediator and the parents agree that they're bringing you as a child consultant, what do you
1: do? So I talk to the mediator. I um, get some background information off the parents as well about their child. Get consent, that's really important. Um, Both parents really need to agree that this is a valued process. Um, and be open to the idea of receiving some information you know back. Um, I would arrange to meet with a child on one or two occasions and we would go through a process of as I've described kind of engagement where there's certain things we talk to the child about confidentiality we're not not looking to um, have children kind of uh, talk to us about any particular, um, you know, topics. It's a very fluid uh, kind of meeting where where we're really wanting to sense um, just how they're coping um, within their family. Like some of the things we might um, think about when we're doing, um, you know, doing our engagement with children is what's it like to be this child in this situation with their parents in in this kind of conflict. So really we want to understand what it's like from from that child's perspective. We might want to know what it's like to be that child um, being dependent on uh, those particular parents with what's going on in their situation. So we want to have a good look about how how a child would cope and manage in the particular family situation? Because you're not asking the children those
0: questions. No. That's you're just coming from a mind frame where you want to look at how you can impart this knowledge to the parents so yeah. they can understand from a child perspective what it's like for them.
1: Yeah, that's right. We're wanting um, we're wanting parents to to hear to open their mind to hearing about. Um, the issues that are important for kids um, and to consider those issues in the context of decisions they have to make for their children. So it's not, it's not asking them to uh, make decisions that they might not have already thought about, but it's giving them some information about the child's perspective that like Misha, often parents don't um, approach their children to talk about or ask them how they're coping or managing with the arrangements that have been put in place.
0: And even sometimes when parents do talk about that, I guess it'd be difficult for children because that because it's one parent that's talking to them about it. It's not coming from a joint position often. So yeah. that's
1: something that you'd want to explore with parents. Well, I think, you know, having a neutral party who is there like, you know, you spoke about before the, independent children's lawyer and that being really, you know, important in terms of being neutral, this, this role offers that as well. It's a really, um, it's a real strong um, role where the, the information from the child, and that's not necessarily in the child's words. It, it might be through the consultant's lens mm-hmm. um, and the themes they identify. In your work as a
0: child consultant, your space would be set up in a way that's really inviting for children to be able to express things um, about themselves so you can feed back to the parents. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think it's, um, you know, like I've got an extensive background of working um, in with children and, and meeting with
0: children. You've also got about a, over a 30 year history too. I yeah. think a long time ago you and I worked together in, when we were both in different industries in working with children. So do, do you? Think, <laughs> yeah, it was quite an interesting <laughs> um, career that we had. But do you think that all those experiences help you to be able to understand this role as a child consultant and what it would mean for uh, the process for parents? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: it's an incredibly exciting role where you you actually, um, you know, you get to spend time with a child, you get to understand their needs and, and their experiences. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, um, it's really exciting to be able to sit down with parents who want to know more and, and want really good outcomes for their kids and who are really interested in making good decisions, good workable decisions mm-hmm. um, through mediation that supports them um, as a family moving forward. Because
0: your background, I mean, you're not a lawyer, Um, your background is you've been specifically trained in interviewing children and working Mm. with families and working in complex issues and putting in some positive solutions and focusing on strengths of families. Mm. So do you think in the child's consultant role, that's a really important background to have that you know how to talk to children?
1: Oh, I, I think, it's incredibly important to know how to talk to children and how to quickly make them um, feel at ease and, and have them um, valued and participating in a process and how to you know, really get them comfortable enough to share their experiences mm-hmm. kind of, with you. But equally, it's, it's important to be able to have really good skills to have what might be some tough conversations with mm-hmm. parents about things that might be new to them. Um, You know, they might have to change tact in terms of, you know, um, the ideas they have had about what is beneficial for their children. You know, parents who are gonna typically engage and value the role of a child consultant are probably really open to um, wanting some guidance about, um, you know, how to how to support their kids through recovering from, um, you know, surviving a separated family. It's it's not easy for parents. It's, uh, it's definitely not easy for kids. Certainly not easy for kids. And, you know, I
0: guess a child consultant's role could fall outside the scope of mediation. It could assist parents who are in litigation. But the reason that um, it would be effective in mediation is because of the confidentiality of that process. Mm. So... I'm just wondering if you can just talk a little bit about what that looks like for parents like you know if they're going to engage a child consultant through a mediation process how there's some
1: confidentiality attached to that so um mediation or child uh, dispute resolution processes are pretty amazing um processes where the content of the discussions is confidential and um, are not able to be used in any court proceedings. And the main reason that is is so that people can, like mums and dads and children, um, and these are children who are verbal, so you can, you know, see three-year-olds right up to kind of, you know, um, 16-year-olds if you want, um, so that they can really feel comfortable about Um, talking about the things that are actually going on for them without any fear that the information they share uh, might be used um, in a negative way moving forward. So it's really... About
0: solution focus. It's really about working out something that's going to work for everybody. So when, you know, we had a discussion about what sort of role an LS law could play in terms of trying to assist children outside of the outside of court proceedings. And you really had um, a strong belief in offering a child consultant's role, particularly in this process of mediation. Um, You know, it's something that is really new to our Mm. business too. So can you just talk a little bit about that? You know, why you thought it was important for our practice to be able to offer that sort of
1: service? Well, I think um, the practice certainly has a strong reputation for um, valuing uh, children and, um, and being, you know, a, a, a firm that's um, held children at, at the core of, of some of its um, really strong work and good outcomes. And I think um, this is just another extension of that and I guess it fits as you said I'm not I'm not a lawyer I work with the great lawyers but this is quite a complementary um uh service that actually um supports the work with children but is actually at the at the forefront of emerging kind of collaborative practice so it's really it's, it's still new. Yeah, which brings me to a point because
0: I'm a collaborative lawyer also and I did my qualifications um, in the US and I can see that this child consultant's role is a, also a really good process in a collaborative law process mm. where lawyers and parents can get together to work out um, what's in the best interest of the children and workable orders and bring in a child consultant, which is a very different process to mediation. Mm. So is that something that you think in our area, we could also expand to, as well as the mediations.
1: Yeah, I think um, most definitely we mm. could um, go in that direction. I think um, it's, when you kind of venture into um, a process like this, you your learnings kind of open up and, and other opportunities mm. present, but uh, I, I think, it's um it's something that we should yeah pursue definitely. Because
0: when you came to talk to me about working with us and being with us for a while now and your role's quite varied but I mean you had this really strong belief of wanting to be able to offer a child consultancy role. Why is it so
1: important to you? Well I just I just think that um I've always been really kind of call to be an advocate for children and families. And, and I think I'm, I'm part of a family. I, I have children. Um, it is a tough gig. And I think when things go wrong, when, when families separate for lots of reasons, and that could be, um, a, a positive thing and it could be a negative thing, but, I think that's where people, um, mums and dads and children, are at their most vulnerable. And I think having some guidance and coming together and um, learning about better ways to support your children and each other and recover from that situation is is really, um, is, is something I feel really strongly about. I think that, it's it's important that we focus on getting out the other side of um, for separated families that we kind of that that we work with families enough to know and help them, um, yeah because you know they deserve to have better days I think.
0: So if parents want to involve a child consultant through a mediation process. Is the first call really that they speak to the mediator and they come to an agreement and then the mediator can engage. Um, a child consultant that the parents agree to. Yeah, I think
1: I've, I, think really the parents have got to value the role of a child consultant and talk to, talk to the mediator about it. So I, I think yeah, that's definitely definitely the way forward.
0: Well, thank you everyone for listening to us today about children's advocacy. It's a really important part of NLS Law's work, and we hope over the coming weeks we can talk to you about our role as child advocates in. Um, the children's care and protection system and the children's criminal system and civil areas of law. Um, We hope everyone has a good next couple of weeks.